Okay, everybody, Baruch Hashem, we begin another day, another opportunity for change, because that's what life is about. Life is about the fact that we have the ability to change. What does that mean? Right? One of the things that the Gra says, we've spoken about this, we've mentioned this many times, one of the things that the Goyim says that is a... Uh, the, the first step of, I don't know if it's the first step, but one of the pains of Gehenna is the fact that once the lights are out, you can't change anymore. People who are depressed feel a, a uh, despair that, oh, they can't do anything, they can't change anything, they can't make anything different. Part of being alive, part of the excitement of life is the fact that I can make things different. I could make uh, today to be whatever I want it to be. I could change my circumstance. I could get out of certain challenges that I have. So the opposite of that, maves, mace, is the shot that when a person is totally not able to do anything, that's, that's, that's the shot of mace. A mace can't do anything. They're, they're not able to change. They can't grow. They can't do mitzvahs. They can't do mice and tovim. So a person who sits around and a person, Rachmanus, who, who goes ahead and, and lives their life where they're constantly growing and growing and changing, that's a person who's alive. That's a person who's, who's that's the shot why, why Rishoyim B'chayim Nekurim Eisim. Is that Rishoyim, even when they're alive, they're dead. Why? Because what's the shot? They're looking the opposite. They're not looking to change. They're, they're, they're the opposite. I don't want to change. I want everybody around me to change. I don't want to grow. But at Tzadik, Right, the pshat is, is that they're growing. They're constantly a person who's constantly looking to grow and looking to change. That's what life is about. So Baruch Hashem, we have another day in our life that we could change, that we could make changes. That's why, by the way, Ben, I'll get to you in a second. That's why, by the way, a lot of people, when they are not able to find their, their, um, their element in life and they start doing you know, let's say things that are not so good, but they're, but they're very involved in doing it and making, because everyone deep down wants to make a difference in life. Everybody deep down wants to make the changes. Sometimes, sometimes we don't know where to make that change. So we're willing, that's a lot of times why, why teenagers begin to work out, because, which is a beautiful thing to do. They work out, why? Because they're making a difference. They're changing, they're changing their body. They're changing, they're working. Right, which is beautiful, but like we say in yeshiva here, it's much harder to work in than it is to work out. Working out is a beautiful thing to do, but to work in, to work yourself inside, is a much harder thing to do, because that's really what life is about. Life is about taking opportunity, taking growth, taking your situations that you're in, and saying, how can I make today better than it was yesterday? How can I upgrade, upgrade, constantly upgrading? When a person's constantly upgrading, he feels, he feels happy. That's why Simcha is Malashan Tzmicha. Simcha is Tzmicha. Simcha is Tzmicha, which, which Rav Shamshim Rufal Hur says that that's where happiness comes from. Happy people are people who are making moves and who are growing. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Happy people are people who are growing. Happy people are people who are moving, are making moves. Somebody, someone who's depressed right, is in bed, and his, his head is down, and he's like, he's like this, he's not, you can't be jogging and working out if you're depressed. 
you're depressed, you go run around, you go jog, you go exercise, you're not going to be depressed. The depressed person sits around with a long face and he's all like, uh, sleeping a lot, very slow. A growing person is a happy person. That's the way it works. Not someone who's just getting pleasure. People who are getting pleasure are not necessarily getting are happy. Usually the people who are all sad are the people who are always looking for pleasure. A person who's looking, a person who's happy, who's on a road, who's on a journey. Right? That's why we start off with Chavetz Chaim. The reason we start off with Chavetz Chaim is because part of the biggest growth that a person can do is in how he talks. Why? Because when you spew your negativity and you go ahead and you just talk whatever comes to your mind and you just say whatever comes to your mind, so it doesn't give you a chance to work on the things that you need to work on. When a person is silent, and a person, even though we spoke yesterday about the importance of expressing yourself, it's very important for a person to talk things out and to express himself. That's very different than Lashon Hara. A person who speaks Lashon Hara, a person who speaks negative, is somebody who's not, I'm not talking about speaking to a close friend, or speaking to a therapist, or speaking to a Rebbe, or speaking to someone who you're a parent, or someone, a sibling, or your roommate, someone who you're opening up about yourself, and that person's helping you. That's the greatest thing you could do. But when a person just um, spews and just says things, right, he has to be very, very careful, because what, what happens is, is it makes it that he's not dealing with the things that he has to deal with. He's not facing the things inside of himself that he has to work on. He has problems that he has to work on. That's what life's about. Ben, you had something? So, that to me, Meaning feeling good about yourself and feeling good that I'm a capable person, I'm someone who has changed before, I'm someone who who is I'm happy that I'm blessed, I have gratitude. Right? Having gratitude hundred percent. No correct. You're talking about the guy who who's frustrated is uh I'm always I'll never ever I'll never ever be able to achieve Right? I'll never ever be able to be satisfied because I always have to change, I always have to change. Part of change, Ben, I want to say this again also. Part of what you're saying is that sometimes a person has to change, but he has to learn to be more content. You have to be aware of You comment what I'm saying, Ben? Sometimes a person's change is, I have to learn to be more satisfied with who I am. That's also making a change. People think making change always means, oh, getting up early and and uh, doing this and doing that. That's also change. But change is also a person realizing, oh wait, I have to be, have more hakar satov. I have to be more satisfied with my life. Right, Ben? Yeah. Shimon, yes. Which, which rabbi was it that said like, I'm a dreamer? Right, the Panavich Arav, right. So you still have to dream big. Right, exactly, of course. Right, correct. The Panavich Arav, when he built B'nai Brak, um, he was standing on a mountain of, of, of a desert Right? And he said, one day this city is going to be a city of Torah. And they laughed at him. They said, Rabbi, you're a dreamer. This is the story, Shimon. And he says, Rabbi, you're a dreamer. He says, I know I'm a dreamer, but I don't sleep. Okay. Causing shame. 
Says the Chavetz Chaim, day 18, page 57. Downplaying a compliment. Sometimes a person is complimented and you downplay the compliment. You're not allowed to do that. Why? Because by downplaying the compliment, you cause shame to the person who's being spoken about. For example, I don't know why you are making such a big deal about him. He's just an ordinary person, right? You're going ahead and say, oh, this guy's a great guy. Is that? And you say, calm down. He's not such a great guy. Relax. He's just a regular guy. You're not, that's Lashon Haram, straight up. Yes, Shem. So it could be, so, so it could be um, if, you're, if you're working on being more humble in this, yes, it's, I'm sure it's not going to cause yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. Someone like you, Shimon, Shimon Atzadi can do it. It's fine. You have to be careful. Be careful as long as you're, if you're feeling good. If you're feeling good about yourself and it makes you more productive, then that's fine. Don't they say stories like science? I'm not sure. I know Shimon. Yeah. Lush and Harbin himself. I don't know. I'm not sure. And what? He says not to. He used to say that he could. He could make yeah, I think it's complete. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. A respected Rav comes from England to America. When you speak to your relative from England, you mention it's so interesting. Here in America, nobody makes such a fuss over him like they do in England, right? That's also that's also here. Not like Shimon Rabbi Regensburg is saying that you're talking about somebody else, right? Well, I'm sorry, where you're talking about yourself. Here, if you're talking about downplaying a compliment to somebody else, that's not good. In the event that a person is chosen for an honorable position. You can't express your disapproval. I can't believe they chose Mrs. So-and-so to be the principal of that school. Couldn't they find someone more suitable than her? Or I know someone who would be a better principal than her. Right? By saying that, again, what you're doing is, is you are saying something negative in a, in not such a negative, straightforward way. Yes? Is there a difference if it's Bila Maisa, like her kids are in school and she has Right. Right so, if, right, so if you're on the board or you are involved in that. So again, what, what, Rafi, what Rafi's saying is important. Again, it's all in context. If you're sitting around the Shabbos table or you're sitting in a room and you're schmoozing about nothingness, that, that's the context that we're talking about. You're right. If you're trying to improve the school or you're involved with somebody in a, in a productive way saying, listen, we got to get a better principal, we got to get a better teacher, and you're proactive, and you're doing it not for Lashon Hara, which we're going to learn about, right? There are, there are five, five or seven um, rules of Toelis when you're allowed to say something. But one of the things is that you're not angry at the person, you're not exaggerating, right? You're not, uh, um, you can, there are other ways to express it. But the bottom line is, as the Gros says, the reason we have two ears and one mouth is so we can listen more and talk less. And to make sure that when you talk and you have conversations, that those conversations are conversations which are positive conversations. Otherwise, don't say it. Because one of the worst things you could do to somebody is you could literally hurt them. Literally, like, like we've spoken many times, like you're taking a bat. When you're sitting at a Shabbos table, you're sitting at a table or you're sitting in the lunchroom, you're sitting in your room, whatever it might be, and people are talking negative about somebody. It's literally like somebody has a bat and they're smashing the person over the head with a bat. That is literally what's going on. Could be even worse than that. So that's only physical damage. 
There are people in my mind who I know that people told me things about them 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and it sticks in your mind about that person. You say this one thing about a guy, you say, ah, oh, that guy's a stingy guy. That guy's a this type of guy. It sticks. It literally sticks in your mind. Oh, that guy talks a lot. Oh, that guy's a big talker. That guy's an egomaniac. That guy's a this. Literally, it sticks with a person. It's a very, very, very sad thing that, 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 that happens. Hashem should protect us all. Question, comments? And then we'll wrap it up. We'll start with Sil Sushar. Question, comments? Yeah, yeah Hashem, yeah. yeah. Those are, they're not no gay us so much. You're talking about someone saying, oh, they're coming to kill you, coming to rob your bank. Saying it's not, it's, we're, we're not, in our world here, there's not so many things that are going to affect a person so much to believe. That's not so many things. Correct. There are circumstances. But, correct. But it's, uh, okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We, we, we know that, that um, again, you know, just, just to end off with this concept, because it's so important, is that um, you, you, you only give what you have. You can only give what you have. If I don't have $10, I can't give $10. You can only give what you have. So a person who has love and positivity gives positivity. Somebody who has negativity gives negativity. That's the way it works in life. So when you're experiencing someone's negativity, or you are giving negativity, what it means is, is that that means you have that inside of you. And the way for a person to work on himself is to not give it, but rather to change it within himself and to understand. Right? Uh, someone put, I think Elio Newell's put out on the chat a beautiful thing about triggers. Right? What's the line? It was a great, so, so true about triggers. I'll read it because I think it's so important. And this, God willing, when you're in a relationship, when you get married, it's, it's even bigger and you're in a close relationship with someone. <clears throat> Here it is. Play close att- pay close attention to whatever triggers reactions from you. Your triggers reveal spots where old pain is still buried. When a person is triggered, when a person speaks lush and horror about somebody, when a person is, is when, someone, when someone triggers you, and you say, oh, that guy bothers me, so then that's the greatest gift in the world that that person bothers you. Because what that does is it shows you what it is that is buried within you that you need to work on. A lot of times all we do is we say, oh no, it's that guy, it's that guy, it's that person, it's my father, it's my mother, it's my brother, it's my cousin, it's my Rebbe, it's my this, it's my roommate, it's my blah, blah, blah. You go ahead and you just, it's Donald Trump, whoever you want to blame as your problem in life, 
But all that is is a, the greatest present in the world that is showing you that's what you need to work on. That's what you need to work on. And that's the beauty of Mia Yisha Chavetz Chaim Oiv Yamim Liros Tov is that you actually enjoy life this world. That's the that's the that's the the chizik of of not speaking negatively and working on yourself. It's not even it's not just about Olam Haba. Man Chai Man. Right, the Medrash says Man Chai twice. They're medayik. Right, Rabbi Yannai, when he says, Man Chai, Man Chai, they say, Why twice? Man Chai in this world. That's the life you enjoy in this world. When a person's not a Baal Lashon Hara, when a person doesn't speak Lashon Hara. Shem will help us all. We'll be Zoha, each and every one of us in Klal Yisrael, not to speak bad about any Jew today and every day for us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, let's um, learn just a few minutes of, of Mesil Sisharim, where we spoke about yesterday um, the, the, the powerful line of something that the tzaddikim, they used to think about this and meditate and, and say over this line as many times as you can, which is Yesoda Hasidis Vishorish Avoda Tmima Isha Yisparavis Ametz Eitzela Adama Chovaso Be Olama, which is why I'm here in Yeshiva. Why did I come to Yeshiva? Ask that question Wednesday morning. Ask that question Thursday morning. Ask that question Tuesday morning. Ask that question Wednesday afternoon. Ask that question as often as you can. Why am I in yeshiva? Why did I come to yeshiva? And if the answer is I'm not sure, good, then ask yourself that question again. Why is it that I came to yeshiva? Why is it that I came to yeshiva? Why am I learning Torah? Why am I doubting? Why am I a Jew? What does God want from me? What is my purpose of my life? Why am I here on this planet? What am I here to do? And the more a person is mispiravis amits, the more a person clarifies and he is honest. Do you want to know the truth? You have to ask yourself that question. Do you want the truth or you want to live a lie? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And it's a very simple question. Do I want the truth or I don't want the truth? A lot of times when people get defensive about things, it's because they don't want to know the truth. I don't want to know the truth. If you don't want to know the truth, then you're not going to know the truth. If you're searching for the truth, then you will find the truth. Sometimes it's painful to hear it, right? The truth hurts. That's true. Sometimes it's hard to hear, I'm insecure. Sometimes it's hard to hear that, you know what, I'm lazy. Sometimes it's hard to hear, I don't like my father. I just don't like him. Sometimes you need to accept the truth. I don't like my mother. I don't like my, my spouse. Sometimes you have to say that. I have trouble with my spouse. I don't like when my spouse does it. I don't like when my child does it. I don't like when my boss does it. I don't like when my, whatever, whatever person you're involved with in life, I don't like myself. I don't like myself. But when you're honest with yourself, that's when you begin to live your life. This world is called an Olam HaSheker. This world is a world where it's all about dimyon, it's all about illusions, it's all about lies, right? Everything that a person, right, that's the newest thing. It wasn't like that five years ago even about you know, fake news, fake news, fake news. It used to be. You watch something, you hear something, you assume it's true. Now, you see something, you watch something, you assume, I have no idea if it's true. Fake news, fake news all right? That's a new concept, fake news. But it's not so new because when you live in a world called Olam HaSheker, which we'll talk about in Mir Tzashem over the weekend about Noach, Noach, that's the beauty of, of a Teva, that's the beauty of a base Medrash, that's the beauty of Yeshiva. The beauty of yeshiva is 
is that you're going to hear the truth about life. When you go out into the world, you're not going to hear, people are not interested. If you go to college, people go to college, they're going on college campuses. There's someone who's, who went, who went to yeshiva, who went to, to, to college afterwards on a college campus. And he told me after I saw him, he says, he says, I can't, he was in yeshiva's whole life. And he said, I can't tell you, he came to me to tell me, I can't tell you what, how it's a different planet. Why? Because in yeshiva, what's the whole, especially our yeshiva, the whole purpose, I'm saying every yeshiva is like this, but especially our yeshiva, the whole purpose is what? How can I grow? How can I be better? How can I work on myself? How can I change? How can I clarify who I am? How can I clarify what life is about? But you go to the world, and the world is not selling you that. The world's not selling you that. They're selling you, how do you make money? How do you, how do you get more, more property? How do you get more cars? How do you experience more? It's not, how can I become a better... You don't come into a, to a, 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 a college campus. You don't come into a company and they say, okay, welcome everybody. How can we better ourselves? How can we become um, better husbands, better fathers, better, better people, better connected to God? Like, well, what are, you, what are you doing? No, how can I make more cash? How can I go ahead and have more, more you know... You know, make a better impressions. So, so when you when you're misparavis amids machovaso, when you realize that you are in a in a place that you have the ability to to focus, you have the ability. To, that, that's what I was talking about. Noah, when you have the ability to be in a tevas Noah, the Arizal says that our generation is literally the dar hamavul and the dar aflag. That's the Arizal. You're talking about five, six hundred years ago. Said that our generation is the Dar Hamabel and the Dar Haflaga. That means our generation is a generation of challenges with with stealing and boundaries. And I don't have to tell you guys of all the gender issues going on. You guys, it's just beginning the gender fun that's going on in the world. The, the just beginning. What are your kids gonna? What? Are, what in twenty years? What? Are, what? Are, what are they gonna be talking about? If now there's their gender craziness going on. So what's gonna be in twenty years from now? That's mama's Dora Mabel. And and where do you get your sanity? Where are you gonna get, get your clarity from? Where are you gonna get your clarity from? From here. You get your clarity from the Torah. You get your clarity from Hashem. You get your clarity from from the base medrash. Like we said yesterday, growth, I've only seen, the, the more time you spend in these four walls, the more time you spend over here, the more you're going to grow. That's a fact. The more time you spend in the base medrash, the more time, and I'm going to say it again, just to chazer over for anyone who gets nervous. Because I'm not saying that you have to learn three siddharim a day. I didn't say that. It doesn't say in Pagamacha Manuval Zoo. It doesn't say if the Yitzhahara gets you, he doesn't say learn three Siddharim. That's not what the. I mean, it'll definitely help. Speak to Chaim Ekhal, so it'll definitely help. Right? It'll definitely help. But not everyone's on the level of Chaim Ekhal. And it takes time, it takes hard, it takes effort. But it starts, yes. And this laughable to hear a guy say, I'm in 
years and I'm good to go. Explain. One years, maybe. <laughs> start scratching. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anyone out there from my generation that survived the world without staying connected to Torah in some way. It doesn't have to be here. But those that went out to business and said I was in cold five years, two years later, their speech changed and whatever else changed. So it's crazy. I'm here in and out. And, and Rebbe said yesterday, we have different things for everyone. You don't have to do anything. Just come. Show exactly. up. That was a, don't correct. do a thing. Exactly. Now, thank you, Rabbi Tzid. I want to say what you just Rabbi Tzid, what you just said. Rabbi Tzid said the, the, he said it better than I was going to say it. Just show up. It doesn't say if you have a Yetzirah, you have to learn a lot of Torah. It doesn't say that. It says, if Paga Bacham Manuval Zoo, if the Yetzirah is bothering you, what do you do? Bring him to the base. Bring him to the base madrash. <clears throat> sit in the base madrash. Sit outside. You'll sit outside. It's worth it to come just around here to have a, a cigarette with shimon gold. Hey. It's worth it to have. It's worth it. Yes. It's worth it. It's worth it to have one. It's worth it to have one conversation with a Jew like shimon gold, who's a, who tries to hide himself that he's not a he's not he's not a legend, but he can't hide anymore because he is a legend. Sorry about that. See, the truth. You gotta sometimes talk the truth, Shimon. But what's the shot? The shot is that the Yitzhahara makes it very complicated. The Yitzhahara makes your life very complicated. Because he makes you think about your past. And he makes you worry about your future. He makes you think about your past, what I've done. And I'm terrible and I messed up. There's something wrong with me. Something wrong with me. The future, how am I going to make money? How am I going to marry? How am I going to this? How am I that? That's all the Yitzhahar has got to do. He makes things so complicated. But when you come into the base medrash and you talk and you listen and you work on yourself and you open up, right? How many books, Shuki, what are you up to? How many books? Fourteen. Shuki, what? I saw, I saw, I saw Shuki last night. I walked walked by over here last night, and and Shuki's like, oh, so sitting there with a book for his fourteenth. When did you start this? I remember our conversation last. What was it last year? When did you start? Fourteen books he's read from when? Not even a year. Around, around. I came last year. We had, it was in the old city, right? We were schmoozing about about everyone making Camille's sort of, No, no, it was less than a year. It was Hanukkah time. I think we were making things for Hanukkah, and we were making a whole thing going around saying, "Make a commitment, make a commitment." And one of his commitments was, uh, "Angel, what was it? Uh, Angels don't leave footprints." Was his first book that you read? How long did that take you? A while. A while. Now he's up to fourteen books. 14 books. 14 books. The last, the last of the year. The last of the year. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this because it's so important. It's not, I'm not, I'm not saying this in a negative way. It's not that he's spending his entire day reading books. How long do you spend reading? How long overall? An hour. An hour. So let's say you do a half hour. So you'll do seven books in less than a year. And then what happens? You start enjoying it more. You start knowing things. A little by little. Yetzirah makes it, oh, it's so complicated. 
Right? I've said this so many times. Yitzhara says, oh, uh, happiness. How am I ever going to be happy? Well, what am I going to ask? What's the question I'm going to ask? How many books? Thank you, Yaakov. How many books have you read on happiness? So if you haven't read any books on happiness, what do you, what do you, why are you surprised? Right? Everyone looks at Shmuley Adler, such a tzaddik. Shmuley Adler. Right? Hey, he has a big neshama. Hashem gave him a big, holy neshama. But he works hard. He learns. He learns. He spends time learning. It's not a trick. It's not a trick. No one made any... I promise everybody here. There's nobody who's happy. There's no one who has a good marriage. There's no one who's a good father. There's no one who has money. There's no one who has a good relationship with Hashem. There's no one who feels good about life without putting in hard, hard work. It takes time. You have to have patience. You have to put in hard work. And you just got to keep it simple. Keep it simple. When you're in your head, our generation, I've said this many times, our generation, one of our biggest challenges in our generation is we are in our head. Which means we don't act. We think so much. And we don't do simple things. When you just, as Rabbi Tzvi was saying, when you just show up to the base medrash, just showing up to the base medrash, that alone can change your life. Forget about everything. Oh, but how am I going to this? How am I? Just you hang around good people. You have a good conversation. Baruch Hashem and our yeshiva. There's so many guys here who've been through so much, who've grown. Every person I mention is someone who knows what it is to struggle, who knows what it is to work on themselves. Everybody, yes. And a good segue to, a, to that man in the back. Daniel, go. Um, during uh, COVID, yes. I was finding that I wasn't, I wasn't learning at all. It was very hard for me to pick up any tape or any sort. And I wasn't invited. I want to stay connected to the Tyra. So I did was, and I decided to commit to uh, first I thought about doing two minutes on the show charm day. And then I remembered by Rosh Hashanah. Because I think this is, this is, um, uh, Daniel, you're, you're, I can't tell you what that just did for me. The, the humility and the, and the sense of, of, uh, sense of self for a person to be able to make a small commitment to say, I'm only going to learn for a minute, or I'm going to start for five minutes. And to have the humility and the sense of security, I don't know if that's the right word, the self-esteem, if that's the word. Not to care that someone, ah, that's the only thing, you know that voice in your head, 
That voice in his head didn't come up. Daniel's voice in his head could come up to say, you're only committing for two minutes? Know what he did? He says, not only am I not committing for two minutes, I heard on Rosh Hashanah that when you make a commitment, split it in half so you could for sure go ahead and keep that commitment. You know what that takes? The courage, the vulnerability, the humility, unbelievable. But you know what the, but you know what, yeah, yeah. Something I'm trying to express in that. Yes. What was the motivation? I, I, we always hear like one word, Tyra's birthday, one word, so I put it to the test. Amazing. And it worked. And it worked. Yes, Rabbi. saying when the Chachamim say that you have to have in mind and concentrate during Shmon Esrei. They say just have the first breath and not the whole thing. Because if you have the first, then you'll eventually get to everything else. But if you say everything, you're not going to do anything. Beautiful. Amazing. 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 Beautiful. Better to under-commit and over-deliver than to over-commit and under-deliver. That's the bottom line. And we're afraid, but that's where Daniel, it's an inspiration what you're saying. Make a small, tiny commitment. A little, tiny commitment. Make a small change. As Shuki's reading, four, reading, he's on it, 14 books. 14 books. If I would have told him last year, if I would have told him last year, you're going to read 14 books, unless you look at me like I'm crazy. Well, what do you do? Say, I'm going to start reading for a half hour a day. 20 minutes a day. 10 minutes a day. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We are are embarking on an entire winter Zman. We're embarking on the next few months that all I could say is anyone who's been here will tell you that it goes by quicker than you think. It goes by much quicker than you think. We're beginning Cheshvin. Next thing around the corner is already uh, Kislev, which is Hanukkah time. It goes quick. It goes quick. My humble advice to everybody, my humble advice is two things. Number one, ask that question. Don't be afraid of the truth. Ask that question. Why am I here in yeshiva? Why did I decide to come to yeshiva? What's my purpose in yeshiva? And ask that every day. The more you ask that question, the better off you will be. The second thing is, 
try as much as you can to bring yourself in the Tevas Noah. This is the Teva. This is the Teva of the Mabel that is going on outside. This is the Tevas Noah. The more you hang around, as Tzvi, Rabbi Tzvi said, just, just, and I want to say something. Rabbi Tzvi can say this to everybody. Rabbi Tzvi has been doing Kanina Hara. How many, what do you, how many blot you up to in the last teaching? How many did I teach? Yeah, since Brothers. Thousands, but uh, I, I don't know. Where I get away from it, and I'm about me, it's really effy, gabby, it's so slimy, and all the other guys, I can't remember, there are many in the sheer. Ben. But I saw them showing up, Brothers, not understanding a word that I'm saying, Try and have a great day. Have a, try and say, how can I have a productive, wonderful day? And one of the ways to do that is to, is to not think about your past. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about what you've done. Don't worry about your Averis. The Maral says Averis Malashan Avar is only thinking about your past. Get excited about today. Get excited about your future. Get excited about your life, which is today. And through that, you'll be Zoha to have an amazing first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye.